0: Rookie Fever's Rookie Player Profile Edition. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, another Rookie Fever Player Profile. And I am here this week with Travis May. You have like, you do a little bit of everything. Do stuff for DLF, Fantasy Pros, Solid Verbal, SB Nation. You are the lead college fantasy football or Football analyst, pardon me, for Mojo Markets. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that as well as anything else you wanted to talk about. But what exactly is Mojo Markets before we get into this amazing rookie player profile?
1: Sure, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I used to do a lot of work at, you know, uh, RotoViz and DLF and uh, did some work for. Solid verbal with some stats and things like that uh, back in the day, but yeah, I've actually gone kind of in transition completely over to Mojo now. So really, just uh, working on the college football stock market and the transition right now for all the top players, uh, for all the prospects into the NFL side of our our market. But essentially, Mojo is the sports stock market. So it's the first like fully regulated uh, stock market, a stock market for players. So you can actually trade players as if they were stocks. So it's pretty much. Yeah, it's like that idea we've kind of all had at some point. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just actually, you know, get ahead and buy low on a player, literally buy low on a player, and just see their stock soar. And so, it's been really cool. Like, I didn't even know this was uh, a thing until you know, like last year. It wasn't even technically launched uh, until September, and then uh, started up in the NFL. And uh, they brought me on to do the college side, and we've launched NBA March and some college basketball for March Madness. We're we're launching Major League Baseball, uh, but essentially, the short the short answer. As to what is Mojo is, um, it's real live stats impacting their, uh, their future uh, stock value. So there's like an objective formula tied to their stock, uh, stock values. Like w- with every single sport, once they get to the NFL, like whatever, whatever pro league they're getting to, um, that, uh, dictates what their stock value is. And that can go up and down based on buy, sale, action, uh, any kind of major market news injuries, uh, things like that, um and then of course as they accrue stats uh their banked portion the banked portion of their value goes goes up so yeah man it's just a it's a lot of fun just building out all the models that uh create the initial price offering for all these guys and uh and then just seeing how the market reacts once it's out there
0: yeah so you mentioned you're going to be very busy because of the market movement during the nfl draft
1: yeah oh my gosh like that's been the the beast that we've been tackling here recently we would we just uh, made sure that we've got uh, about 100 uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers and tight ends on the platform now uh, that are all eligible to be drafted in the 2023 class. And so, yeah, like with every pick, uh, there's going to be a lot of moves to be made on the back end and uh, just making sure it all, all goes well and smoothly. And uh, it's just a great experience for people uh, trying to engage with the stock market for the first ever first time ever uh, during the NFL draft.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. You're, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a novice. Like, I love value in the stock market and what we use in Dynasty, but I want to yeah. check this out and dig a little deeper.
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great. Like You have to be like, right now because we're just kind of properly scaling and making sure that we pass all the regulatory hurdles and all that and all the right states. We're just available to be like actively traded in New Jersey. But uh, here in the, the coming months, we're looking to expand into uh, – more states, and hopefully be in several uh, next year for sure. But still brand new, but it's a lot of fun. But you can download it anywhere and check it out. I know, I've been on a bunch of shows talking about it um, this spring, and I, some people have just used it as like a kind of a free player value kind of comparing tool, uh, just a different way to view mm. Dynasty, you know, because it's it, there's an aspect to everyone's price. Uh, that is that basically is future mojo value and and if you can kind of look at things through the future expected value that can really reshape how you view uh, dynasty rankings
0: i love it man we'll have to dig into that a little deeper after the show but now i think it's time we get into this rookie fever player profile and i'm going to have
1: you on for another one but for this show who did you pick and why Yeah, so uh, when you first came to me about, you know, hey, we want to have you on for the show, a bunch of the good players were already taken, uh, claimed by other people who were going to come on. But uh, a few of them that were kind of polarizing were still available. And so I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, That guy who's rising up everyone's board because he just, you know, demolished the NFL Combine uh, here uh, recently. uh, Anthony Richardson was available. So I I thought, hey, uh, we've got to dive into Anthony Richardson, the good, the bad, the ugly. the the possible, possibly amazing. I don't know. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to dive into that. Yeah. I I
0: love it. Especially when you say the good, the bad, because that's the tough part. Sometimes with some of these guys that we end up, it's rookie fever Mm -hmm. in in short. And a lot of (laughs) times we just, we, we go after it, you know, and it gets hyped, but there are, we know that the hits are few and far between sometimes in the NFL. Yeah. So what does Anthony Richardson do? Well, that's going to make him succeed in the NFL? Well,
1: I think I mean, if you can't start anywhere but with the um, absolute bonkers traits. And I don't have to spend a whole lot of time talking about that because uh, we all saw what he did at the NFL Combine. He tested as like the most athletic quarterback to ever play the position. You know, I mean, when you measure in at 6'4", 244, you're, like you're looking basically like Cam Newton, <laughs> just about that. And then you run like a 4'4", 3", the uh, 40 and over 40 inch vertical and uh, like almost 11 foot broad jump. Uh, he just... Killed it, and so that was fantastic. But what was funny about that is we already knew that he was a freak. In fact, like we've known since he was in high school, that he was one of the most athletic freaks at any position ever. Um, in fact, I don't know if you remember the like Netflix QB one series uh, that all like players like Justin Fields, uh, Spencer Rattler, Jake From, uh, Sam Hartman, who's you know transferred to Notre Dame now. Uh, next up on the docket was actually Anthony Richardson. they, they were already following him for the next season. But uh, I think the, the the pandemic happened and they actually ended up canceling the show uh, or maybe – no, no, no. They canceled it before that, but it, they canceled it for good because of the pandemic stuff. But anyway, it, it, like his senior season was supposed to be like a, a documentary type deal. Like he was a big deal even in high school because of his freak athleticism. So I don't know why it wowed us that, uh, you know, he did exactly essentially what we expected. Like the betting lines for his 40-yard dash going into it were right right at 4.44, point four 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 point or five seconds. So like the expectation was basically what he did. Like I, I had to do some projections for uh, mojo uh, like with his combine expectations. And I missed his vertical jump by half inch. I missed his broad jump by like two inches. Like, it, it, like we knew this was coming and yet still we freaked out uh, collectively as, as a community because, Oh my gosh, he actually did the thing that we already knew he was going to do. And so, uh, you know, we double, we double count and, and that's, that's how things go. But that's where we start. Because his tools are nuts, he can legitimately, you know, toss the ball seventy yards—not uh, necessarily accurately—but he can toss it seventy yards, um, and he really does a lot of things good inside the pocket. Um, and you know, there's there's great things that he does in terms of mobility. Everybody has seen the like sixty-yard LSU run. Uh, everyone has seen the you know pump fake against Utah where he rolls out and uh, somehow you know, does a little pirouette and then <laughs> converts for the score. Uh, and I think most people have seen where he gets hits in, in his knees, launches a deep over route, and it's perfectly in, in where it needs to be. Um, there are moments that Anthony Richardson has that uh, just absolutely look like, "Hey, that is an NFL passer." Hey, that's and is that Patrick Mahomes? Man, is that Josh Allen? Man, is that and insert you know quarterback X here? Um, th- there are so many wow moments. Arm talent can be there. The mobility is there. The athleticism is there. Th- those are the good things with Anthony Richardson, but there are some things that make him um, uh, a crazy projection still for sure. Yeah.
0: I'm not the biggest fan of comps and not saying that that's what you did, but I kind of like the Josh Allen one just because like once he gets into the NFL, if he had the right leadership, I, I mean, he could develop pretty well.
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying like Mahomes or Allen's necessarily a comp, like there are moments yeah, just like, how ah, did he, you know?
0: <laughs> yep. I like too that you you pointed out how excited we get about the things that we know sometimes. In even dynasty, like in even on a like the NFL scale, it kind of made me like Jimmy G, for example. We act like we thought he was going to be a Raider the entire, or now he's a Raider, but then he goes to the Raiders and we act like, oh my gosh, he's this now. And you're just like, well, this is kind of I don't know. It's just those things that we always know are going to happen, but we see people react to that way, and that's definitely what's been happening with anthony richardson but at the same time all those traits that he had and then you see it come out at the combine and at his pro day and now it seems like he's rose up a little bit like with the same traits and everything that we saw so i don't know it's interesting how that happens where is he ranked with (laughs) your
1: quarterbacks in this class yeah, for me, it's, it's always been a two-quarterback class um, in terms of the safe, true, just quarterback one projections. It's C.J. Stroud and it's Bryce Young, and it's been that way for, like I don't know, at least two years, if not more. <laughs> um, like, I mean, back to the recruiting days, C.J. Stroud was kind of a, a lower-tiered, like, three-star quarterback and then all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Well, not really, but came out of nowhere late and you know dominated at the Elite 11 competition and was all of a sudden a fringe five-star type talent. By all the the recruiting services, Bryce Young was like the number one or number two consensus quarterback in his class. And both of them had all the intangibles. They were going to Ohio State and Alabama. It was like, okay, these guys are are, are in prime spots to succeed. And then they exceeded any kind of expectations with how they played on the field, uh, both posting back to back 90th percentile plus scheme adjusted pass efficiency seasons. Uh, As showing flashes of mobility, not putting up bonkers, you know, Lamar Jackson numbers uh, as as a rusher or anything, but, uh, you know, showing a sufficient mobility to succeed in today's NFL. And so it's those two. And then after that, um, I I think in terms of a pure passer um, prospect, Hennon Hooker is superior to both Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. And that's not even really up for debate in terms of their actual resume, like what they've done on the field, their pass efficiency, pass whatever, like even raw stats, anything you want to talk about, Hendon hooker is superior uh but he is older he is hurt at the moment and so uh, it's hard to rank him knowing where he's probably going to go in the draft over and then Anthony Richardson uh but Richardson just on the tools kind of has to be quarterback three quarterback four I mean I guess it's Will Levis even though he's just you know he's a day two quarterback with nice nice biceps you know so he gets a little bump. <laughs> but um he you know. does have pretty nice biceps yeah it's just it's just like he looks like the quarterback so I was like oh obviously yeah no yeah No, he's just overrated. Uh, And I'm glad people are finally coming around to that. The the mock draft data does say uh, he is starting to drop a little bit uh, as reality sets in uh, for everyone who's been trying to pay attention or acting like they're paying attention for months already.
0: So then with that said, what kind of draft capital do you think will go into Anthony Richardson?
1: I mean, I hope this doesn't happen just because I I just, I, because I want to be right, (laughs) but I, I mean okay I, I think at this point the hype is has just gone so freaking far off the rails that it's gonna be impossible for him to drop you know outside the top seven-ish picks uh, and realistically like I think most people are assuming oh yeah somebody's gonna trade up to you know the Cardinals at three and take him right there or the, you know, the Colts have to take him uh because you know they just need a quarterback period and he's the guy or whatever um so I it, it, that might be the most likely outcome um but there's there's a number of Scenarios where we see him drop because NFL team is like, you know, maybe I don't want to draft the, the worst passing profile in the last 25 years uh, with, with my top 10 pick. Uh, maybe that guy who uh, absolutely sucked for like 90 percent of his college career um, shouldn't be a first round pick. And I, I shouldn't bet my job and, and 80 other jobs on this one guy who literally has never been a good passer outside of like a few highlight moments in his career. So I could see him going top three or four and I could see him dropping into the late first. <laughs> it's like all the shade in the
0: world and then you're like so top top three top four but there's so many quarterback needy teams with those early picks yeah. this year oh, there de- really are. are
1: desperate in these streets man desperate Yep. <laughs> i mean I, how many times can the Colts really just use another retread <laughs> yeah so, i get it I, I hear it um but they have Gardner the now Oh yeah! All you need is you know the mustache minshew guy. Yeah, you know, that, that's going to be the answer to you <laughs> all got your, it. All your problems get a little um, tread. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, If it wasn't Carson Wentz and it wasn't Matt Ryan, one of the you know most productive quarterbacks of all time, just pass it off to the mustache. But um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I I say all these things about Anthony Richardson in passing. Um, there's there's real data to back up you know what I what I said uh, when it comes to how uh, putrid of a passer he was uh, for basically his entire college career, like his limited action as a softball in 2021, uh, where he couldn't get on the field over Emory Jones, who is now a washout and a transfer to Cincinnati. Um, uh, he couldn't really even beat out a future undrafted free agent projected quarterback. There, like pretty embarrassing. Um, anyway, uh, you know, new coaching staff comes in, uh, you know, installs this primarily like pistol formation driven, driven offense with Bill, Bill Nap- uh, Napier. And, uh, you know he gets worse in terms of his completion percentage. His interception rate is through the roof. He throws nine picks on, on less than 180 pass attempts, uh, and he you know barely completes half his passes. Like the, the the passes that are completed, by the way, go for crazy plays because he has those traits and he does shoot for the stars in many cases. Um, and when it hits, it really hits. Uh, but man, like his when you adjust for a simple scheme. Uh, scheme like schematic variables or uh, take a look at anything that has to do with efficiency as a passer outside of like his success at, at like i think play action that's the only area that where he found success which by the way that's the area that's supposed to have success like that's these that's the most um like scheme uh i guess well sorry efficiency boosting a type situation where you should succeed is, is play action uh, but anyway like when you look at his efficiency profile as a passer no mobility at all like no no rushing added into his profile at all. Like he's literally a 36th percentile college passer, which there hasn't even been a quarterback drafted in the last seven drafts that had a a profile that bad, let alone uh, gone in this inside the top ten picks. Um, so there's virtually no information that we have um that says hey, there's there's there is maybe if you squint, there's this one guy, one outlier here that ever hit. There's literally no one that has hit that's been this bad of a passer. Uh, when it comes to Anthony Richardson in terms of his consistency, efficiency, um, you know, accuracy outside of a few moments where he actually happened to, uh, you know, make a good play. So the, um, I know this him, floor
0: like, seems completely concerning.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. Uh, yes, the rushing makes for a fun floor for fancy purposes, I guess. But for actually sticking uh, beyond a rookie contract, not very safe at all. No. So... Would you prefer to draft in a
0: startup? Do you want Jared Goff or Anthony Anthony Richardson?
1: <laughs> I think because of how people are valuing Anthony Richardson, it's Anthony Richardson. Because I would just as soon as he was, as he was drafted, just turn him for a ridiculous package. So that try to get idea. Jared but, Goff plus. Yeah, I mean, and that's the answer. Like, could you? I would just go with the market. But in terms of actually, who probably has uh, more successful. Uh, seasons in their back pocket over the next three years, I'd say that's ninety percent chance that's golf, which which is sad because I mean like, golf is pretty good, but like he's like just good enough that teams are trying to replace him all the time. So you know sure. but so, yeah. so
0: that was a lot of shade for Anthony Richardson. Let's like kick back and drink a little bit of lemonade,
1: try yeah. to try to shine it up. What do you think that ceiling is? I mean, the ceiling is absolutely through the roof because when mobile quarterbacks do figure it out. Uh, And they have that extra threat to uh, really, you know, take the most athletic defender out of the play, essentially. (laughs) Like, hey, uh, you know, like, try stopping Jalen Hurts. You know, like, that's we've seen teams try to, like, the Chiefs kind of did it because the rest of the run game was absolute garbage, like, in the second half of the Super Bowl this year. But teams really struggle when you can really threaten the edge with a dynamic rushing threat. And that dynamic rushing threat also happens to be a fantastic passer once they figure that out. It's really, I mean, just from an an, an, anecdotally speaking, it it just makes too much sense, right? Like we've seen it happen in certain isolated windows with a fantastic mobile, um, you know, threats that can pass like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen is a little bit of a different runner in that he's like more of a battering ram. Cam Newton was more of a a, uh, battering ram, you know, players that get that comp that uh, people want to uh, say Anthony Richardson will be. And I'd say that that kind of outcome is in the cards if he can really fit, fix his uh, his footwork. If he can fix some of the just basic aspects of uh, you know his his release, um, and uh, and really it, it all all does have to do with his base and uh, kind of where he sets himself up to make the pass. Because that's when things really fall off the rails. When he's just trying to make a little dink and dunk pass, uh, just slightly on the move, you know, like five or six yards downfield, he'll miss it, and it's embarrassing. But that's why people think that they can fix him. So if he does fix those types of just uh, you know layup type passes, um, we could see a player who finds this consistency and becomes a um, just as dynamic kind of Lamar Jackson player or just as dynamic Cam Newton player. That's in the cards. Um, but I'm just saying that that's probably given the fact that Cam, Cam Cam Newton was like I don't know arguably the best college football player of all time, and he was a much more developed passer as Anthony Rich- than Anthony Richardson is at this point. Lamar Jackson. People want to say, you know, he was inaccurate or whatever. He had an 86 percentile team uh, adjusted pass efficiency season on his resume. The best mark that Anthony Richardson has is 36 percentile. So you cut Lamar Jackson's passing profile uh, at his peak in half, and you still have a better passer than Anthony Richardson. So um, it's in the cards, but it is probably less than 10% chance that we see that kind of outcome.
0: So you're sitting there draft night. What kind of system or team? does he land on that just makes you go crazy and you want to go fix that market the market just hit and you're like oh my god this is the spot for Anthony Anthony Richardson where he may
1: succeed oh my gosh that i'm not sure i'm not sure there is like a magical fix for him like that where he's just going to be ready right away i think the best scenario is the is a situation where he does not have to start right away but they're willing to invest in him long-term um, and they're willing to threaten with a mobile quarterback. Uh, like let's say he goes to the Seahawks and knowing that they have, you know, Gino there for a little bit. Um, but they just got used to um, somewhat mobile threat and, and Russell Wilson would would prefer their quarterback to be a little bit more mobile. And they already have some really solid weapons there. Uh, that would be a, a solid situation or going to the lions where he could sit behind the, you know, the guy you just mentioned, Jared Goff mm-hmm. for a year and, um, and then you know have some decent weapons once he is handed the keys uh because he's still very young like 21 years old and uh still probably could benefit from learning from an actual pro he didn't exactly have that kind of mentor to look up to At afford other quarterback situation has been uh, fairly dire um the past couple of years uh but uh i mean I- including his tenure to be honest uh but uh yeah i think those kind of situations would be good if he comes in And like the Colts take him at four, or or somebody else takes him at three and forces him to start it right away, Um, he's going to fail miserably. And uh, you know because the fantasy community, it it does what we do. We're gonna be like, oh man, man, we should have seen this coming. (laughs) This guy's terrible. And and then people will throw him away, and there'll be pressure from fans to freak out, and and we automatic bust. And and what's annoying is like fantasy folks, fans of all teams, like they do that way too fast. People were ready to completely discard Trevor Lawrence. Uh, coming into last season to completely discard justin fields especially uh and then he you know puts up like what a thousand rushing yards i think that was okay and then he, you know found his, his success as a pastor late in the season and so if if he doesn't succeed right away despite all the tools people are gonna throw him in the, in the trash can uh which is just bad process in general so man just you know give him some time uh let him learn the system and then come out on the field I allow you know the, what what the ravens did with lamar jackson you know what the chiefs did with patrick Mahomes. Not saying they have to sit for, you know, three years of the rookie contract like uh, Jordan Love, prospects shouldn't have to do that, but um, it would be better for him to just learn a little bit more and get a little bit more comfortable within a system before he has to go out there and be Superman. How would you stack him up against last year's quarterbacks? Last year's class was, I mean, just analytically speaking, um, from film the film-based uh, system, whatever, however, whatever your process is. I, I'm team both, by the way, team analytics and film. I, I do both. Like I, I'm paid to do both, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, but any kind of process would would tell you last year's crop was one of the most confusing and least impressive bunch uh, of prospects at the position we've, we've ever seen. Uh, and so based on the upside alone, Richardson would be the quarterback one, uh, but his passing profile would not even have been top five or six, uh, not even, like, top ten, like, through any lens. So, really, uh, that's putting a nice Pretty bad. Yeah. But the the tools make his upside a lot more tantalizing than, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But (laughs) but,
0: who's your guy? Who's your guy in this draft? The 2023 NFL draft. Travis Mays guy throwing the hat. Um, my, and my
1: guy, like any position, <laughs> anything you want. Oh man, I mean it's it's. <sighs> I guess my guy has become Hinden Hooker. Like I just I've gotten so tired of people that have no idea what they're talking about. Just being like the the, the summation of everything that they say is just like, well he's old, <laughs> you know. Like, well he's old, so well he's you know coming off an ACL. He's on schedule actually to be ready by week one. By the way. Like, that's out there. That's fully known. Like, um, and Hina Hooker, I think, just because, and part part of it is I've had him rostered in, like, college to leagues, like, uh, the college fantasy leagues since he was, like, I don't know, sophomore of Virginia Tech. (laughs) Even back then, in 2019, uh, before the uh, the wheels fell off of the program there in 2020, he actually posted an 80th percentile plus uh, pass efficiency season, uh, you know, when he was, I think, age 19 or 20. Uh, so it's not like he just all of a sudden got good. Now um, things got great for him. He got dinged up in twenty twenty. Uh, Braxton Burmeister got dinged. the whole program basically fell fell apart there for, for Virginia Tech. He transferred out because it was such a mess. Um, and then immediately after he you know the news of h- him transferring to Tennessee happened, the coach got caught uh, you know passing uh, bags of money to players, and, which is fine now apparently. But uh, you know the coach got dismissed. And, uh, you know, so new coaching staff comes in, same offseason, brings in their own transfers, and they try to hand a job to Uncle Rico, uh, I mean, Joel Milton, sorry. And uh, anyway, Hendon Hooker takes over the job uh, at the, like during the pit game and never lets go because he, he throws 31 touchdowns to three interceptions in 2021. Uh, I mean, had he been the quarterback for the whole season, he would have been in the Heisman conversation right there with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. And then this year, he's on a ridiculous pace to be on, uh, in the Heisman conversation again and then t- tears his ACL. Uh, you know, after you know, just two weeks removed from throwing five touchdowns to Jalen Hyatt against Alabama, <laughs> so he's he's got two seasons on his res- resume that are ninety fifth percentile plus in terms of scheme adjusted pass efficiency. His EPA per play numbers are above, well above uh, NFL kind of success thresholds. Um, his rushing numbers are fantastic. Um, the only area where he really struggles, perhaps, is against pressure. Um, a, a lot of that has to do with his footwork. Uh, and again, if he just kind of fixes that, cause he, he kind of stands, if, you, if you, you may notice, he kind of stands a little bit, uh, flat footed in the pocket at times, uh, before he does decide to rush while under pressure and he's, and he's successful as a runner against pressure, but as a passer, he needs to improve in that regard. But man, like just about everything about his profile screams hit other than the fact that he's just old and people keep him like, like they're just going to, by the time, like the season rolls around, people are going to be like, yeah, Hinton Hooker's like 29, right? No, he he just turned 25, guys. It's okay. He turned 25 in January. He's old. We get it. But um that's my guy just because he's been doing it since 2019. Uh he's been good enough for a very long time. And could be uh, a bargain um, in your rookie drafts. Yeah, yeah, especially because I know that there's buzz that he's going to get in the first round. I don't think that's going to happen. Um I, he would probably deserve it considering how how things went. And, I mean, he was trending that direction as is. But he's you know probably around 2 quarterback. Um but you know, so so is Jalen Hurts. So let's let's see it play out. Let's see him land on an opportunity uh, where he gets it to start. You know,
0: before the end of this year, I think that'd be great. Travis, I'm going to get you out of here, but I want—I have one more question. A piece of advice throughout the rest of this off season, while people are building their dynasty, their Devi leagues, maybe they're playing in the campus to Canton leagues.
1: Yeah. A piece of advice while they're throwing their teams together. Yeah, I would. I would just uh, always remind everyone and myself, I have to do this all the time that what prospects did uh, two years ago, three years ago, yeah, even last year does not necessarily um, weigh into uh, this year or future performance as much as we might think it will uh, in terms of taking a, a deep, hard analytical, loop, uh, analytical look at the NFL and the decay rate of efficiency, the, the decay rate of production at uh, several positions. Uh, running backs, wide receivers, even at certain points, uh, and fully understanding uh, where players are in their in their career and what to expect in a given career year, um, you know, given a, a, you know what they've done in the past, it definitely does matter to an extent. But don't overweight uh, prior performance and, and think you have it all figured out. Um, Mojo has really helped me just really gauge. Hey, look, I know that they've banked this in their career. I know that they put up like eight thousand yards from scrimmage or whatever it is. Like if I'm building a dynasty, if I'm building a campus to Canton fantasy football winning team and I want to be competitive for three years, I want to make sure that all these players have prime peak efficiency opportunity over the next three years three or four years, whatever it is. And I want to map out their future value, future expected value today. I don't care what they did before. Um, I, I'm, I'm mapping out for now and uh, win, a win now window in the next three years, four years, whatever it is. So uh, it's hard to separate the two, but uh, really just – Build from a complete future value standpoint, uh, and in terms of roster construction, that's number one. Yeah, I love it. Play
0: that market a little, little bit. That is Travis May at FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? I
1: right, just check out Mojo Man and the College of Getting Podcast I do with Stephon. Uh, but Mojo's on Rotoviz. Awesome. Yeah, Rotoviz Radio. Roto Rotoviz Radio. We we have our own feed and on Roto Rotoviz Radio. Uh, so check out all the cho- all the shows there for sure. But yeah, Mojo Stock Market is, is just it's gonna blow up as soon as we continue to expand and add add more sports and uh, more states and it's gonna be a blast. But thanks to, thanks again
0: for having me, man. Uh oh, absolutely, man. Thank you for making this happen. I am at Swagzilla0g and this is at Rookie Fever and we are
1: out. When you kiss me, you when you hold me tight Wait, what's this break out of a full working fever stage? Sh-
0: Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend wow. we a fever When we kiss it, Fever without blaming you Fever
1: cuz i got the fever now you got the fever so she got the fever and she got the fever no go for the fever so let's beat the fever thank god for the fever thank god for
0: fever
1: the fever, fever hey,